right, everybody, welcome in. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Justin Kinner with you here. Season is beyond the heating up point. Again, it's kind of wild that some teams only have seven, eight games remaining, and it's no longer uh, just a light jog. It's a sprint to the finish line, and the Horizon League is as packed as ever. Only a few games separate the team sitting in the seventh spot and the top spot, two games to be uh, exact. But, again, a lot of positioning still up for grabs. Again, the importance for the Horizon League especially. The NIT no longer a thing uh, for the, you know, as far as the uh, the number one seed, whoever wins the regular season, of course. So now it's about just finishing in the top four. You get that first-round bye. You get that home game in the quarterfinals. And you want to punch your ticket to Indianapolis at Indiana Farmers Coliseum for the Final Four of the Men and Women's Horizon League College Basketball Championships presented by Barbasol. March starts here in Indianapolis. The Barbasol Horizon League Basketball Championships will take place at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum on March 11th and 12th in Indy with trips to the NCAA tournament on the line. Follow follow uh, your Horizon League men and women's basketball teams on campus during first and second round quarterfinal games before joining them in Indy for a major experience in the semifinals and championship rounds. Visit horizonleague.com slash Indy for details. Our guest on this week's edition to Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League, we have Sean Paul with Field of 68, of course. Uh, covers all college basketball with, of course, uh, putting an emphasis on mid-major basketball. And uh, excited to welcome in, him in on the podcast here this week. Sean, welcome in. It's the first time we've had you on. We appreciate your time today. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Love the Horizon League, so happy to be talking about it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, again, you, you talk about the Horizon League and, you know, I feel like, you know, when it started out early on, it was a, a big jumbled mess up at the top and even into the middle. I mean, obviously you have your Detroit who has yet to win a game. Obviously you have IUPUI who's out of it. Robert Morris isn't going to win this league and uh, Milwaukee's still a long shot. But the fact that so many teams are only separated by two games from the top spot, I've, I haven't seen this league be this competitive in quite some time. Yeah, I mean, it's very wide open, and when you look at it, you have a surprising team in Green Bay that's right up there, of course. I don't think anybody saw that happening coming into the season. Then you have some of the teams that you kind of expected to be in the mix with Wright State, with Youngstown State, with Northern Kentucky, even though Sam Benson's out for the year. They still have a lot of talent. So I think it's a pretty wide open league, and honestly, anything can happen in the conference tournament. We're not going to see one of those teams that Wright State had with Loud and Love and how dominant they were. There's not going to be a clear favorite to win the conference tournament like they were all those years. So it's going to be really wide open. I'm curious to see how this goes because the difference between the one seed and the five seed right now are very slim in terms of talent, in terms of overall level of play. So I think this could go anywhere. Yeah, I mean, it's so, I mean, you have Green Bay, they're 10 and 3. Uh, they've beat Wright State twice. Uh, Youngstown State's beat Wright State twice. But Oakland, they're going to face Wright State for the first time this weekend. But they've beat Youngstown State twice. Everyone's kind of beating up on everyone. While Wright State, they deserve to be in that fourth spot because they've lost so many games to teams ahead of them. But at times, Wright State looks like they could be the top team in this conference. I don't think we have any idea who's going to come out of this when it's all said and done. No doubt about it. Now, you mentioned Green Bay. Noah Reynolds has been quite the surprise. I mean, he has had some games. I call games for Wright State on the radio side, and I've watched him up close and personal just absolutely destroy Wright State. He's had a heck of a year and at times has been considered to be in the running to be the player of the year. You mentioned Green Bay just a little bit ago. I know they cracked the field of 68 mid-major top 25, uh, you know, or Oakland did, but the Green Bay's been in the mix there. But you, you talked about it. Sundance Wicks has done a fantastic coaching job. The Green Bay Phoenix, they're for real, especially at this point of the season. 
Yeah, Coach Wicks has done a great job in bringing in a guy like Noah Reynolds. Obviously, he was with Matt Wyoming and his brothers on staff at Green Bay. He's just one of those guys that was really good at a higher level in the Mountain West and has just become an absolute stud here. But he's a little bit different than what a lot of players are that come from that kind of level. A lot of those guys would focus on just scoring. And obviously, he's a big-time scorer. We've seen that plenty of times. That's why he's probably going to be the conference player of the year. But he's a more than willing passer. A lot of teams double him, and he's more than willing to pass to his shooters and Foster Wanders and David Douglas and Marcus Hall. All those guys are benefiting from having a really good player like Noah Reynolds on their team as a point guard. And he is the only player on Green Bay's roster that averages double figures, which speaks to just how good he is. But also, it's going to be interesting to see if they can win the conference tournament with him being that good and that clearly better than everybody else on his team. I think there are some talented players on this team, but when you compare it to a Wright State who has a Tanner Holden and a Trey Calvin, Green Bay doesn't really have that secondary guy that is going to dominate necessarily. David Douglas has done it a couple of times, but I don't think you can rely on someone night in and night out like you can on Wright State's roster. You, know, you look at Oakland, who's right there in the mix. You talk about Wright State, uh, you know, and, and they have a, a big one with Oakland coming up this weekend. But Oakland, they're on fire right now. Again, I know I just mentioned that they cracked the top 25 for the field of 68 mid-major top 25, but they've won nine of their last 10. And this is an opportunity with Wright State kind of ho- hovering there in the middle. They can knock off a team like Oakland, who's won nine of their last 10. Very well coached team by Greg Campy, like usual. Uh, that's a big statement opportunity for Wright State. But if Oakland comes out on top, that's just solidifying themselves to the rest of the league that, hey, we can be that anybody in this league, and we want to be viewed as the favorites. Yeah, I mean, I think Oakland's a really good team. <clears throat> Obviously, you have Trey Townsend. You have some good shooters with Blake Lantman and Jack Golke. But I do question, when it comes down to it, how they're going to handle a late-game full-court pressure in the Horizon League tournament because they don't really have a true point guard that they can rely on last year. And the two years before that, obviously, they had Jalen Moore. They don't really have a guy like that this year who's going to be able to handle pressure in the big moments. I want to see how that goes because they have a lot of shooting. They have a lot of good pieces in the front court with Conway and Townsend. Uh, I just need to see how that happens in the conference tournament because if you have a team like Youngstown State who can ramp up the pressure a little bit, have a lot of athletes that can stop you. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how Oakland would fare in that kind of situation. And for Wright State, of course, they're the best offensive team in this league by a wide margin, but they're also one of the worst defensive teams in college basketball. If their defense was even half decent, they would be the favorites in this league, but they are 347th in defensive efficiency on Ken Palm. That is one of the worst in college basketball. Oh, trust me, every time we have to do, sit down to do a coach's show or talk with Coach Nagy in the postgame, uh, defense gets brought up once, maybe twice a second <laughs> anytime I'm catching up with him. And it's wild because Coach Nagy teams are usually known more for their defensive prowess more than not. I mean, they're usually just a well-balanced team. Um, they had a lot yep. of expectations, too, coming in, especially with uh, you know getting Tanner Holden back. But what's wild is you look at what they have coming off the bench, the, the three players they have coming off the bench are all freshmen. Uh, you know, I, I don't think enough attention was given to that coming in. Not saying that they were overrated, but I do think we kind of forget about those things. They have three freshmen coming off the bench. Very good starting lineup. They just don't have a lot coming off the bench right now. Yeah, that's fair, especially when you play – such a quick tempo like they do the starters are going to get tired at some point especially in a long season so you got to keep your guys fresh and I think that's going to become really important here in the conference tournament because you're going to have some guys that get in foul trouble inevitably it just happens 
So you have to be able to rely on those freshmen. And it's good that they're able to get some of this experience during the conference slate before the conference tournament, but it's going to be a whole different animal playing in your first conference tournament. How good is Youngstown State in your eyes? I mean, obviously really good, but at the same time, they're one of those teams that, I mean, they just beat NKU by 30. And then after beating NKU by 30, they turn around and, and go on the road, and then they, they you know take care of Wright State by double digits for the second time this season. Obviously, they've dropped to Oakland twice, but they have some big ones with Green Bay and some other teams that they haven't faced yet coming up. How We know Youngstown State, they are obviously one of the top four teams in the league, but how good are they? Are they good enough uh, to win the league regular season and obviously win this tournament? Yeah, I think Youngstown State could absolutely win the conference tournament and the conference in general. This is a really well-balanced team. Last year, obviously, it was more of the right state that we're seeing this year because they had that elite offense at Youngstown State with Dwayne Cohill and a really poor defense. But it seems like Jared Calhoun made a concerted effort to improve that defense this year, brought in two really good players, uh, Ziggy Reed and D.J. Burns, both of which came from winning programs in Murray State and Merrimack. Won a lot of games in their college career, and now they're being really important players. Burns is a double-double machine, and Ziggy Reed is a really versatile scorer at that fourth spot next to D.J. Burns. And you have Brett Thompson and Brandon Rush as your guard scorers. With those two guys who were just big-time winners at their previous stops, and you added a couple other guys uh, like Brett Thompson, and then you return Brandon Rush, you have a lot of talent on this team. And when it comes down to it, if you told me, hey, gun to my head, I have to pick one team to win the conference tournament, I would pick Youngstown State probably. You know, you look at the job that Calhoun has done. I mean, he brought so many new players in. Uh, and it was kind of, you know, talking with Coach Nagy about this too. You know, you have teams who have established veteran players who have experience playing together. And then you go up against a team like Youngstown who basically just piecemeal the team together in the offseason. You know, we talk about you know conferences like the Horizon, how the the transfer portal hurts conferences like that. But then you see Youngstown State too is using the portal to their advantage. I know coaches may not dream of building their team every single season, but we've seen Calhoun do a good job of piecing a team together. Uh, and when you see that it worked like that, you almost wonder. Everything's a copycat league in some regards, right? Like you wonder if you continuously see teams just piece teams together in the off season, how that's going to change how teams build their roster moving forward. Oh, for sure. And honestly, if you're not using the transfer portal to your advantage, you're behind the eight ball in a sense, right? Because you have a lot of guys that are going to come down from high major levels that are going to come down from other mid-major levels like Noah Reynolds, obviously, at Green Bay. And obviously, you're going to lose some players. It just happens. You're going to have some really high-end players like Tanner Holden a couple of years ago transferred to Ohio State. He wasn't really a fit at the Big Ten level, but he comes back down and he's an absolute stud again at the Horizon League level. So, Things like that will happen, but at the end of the day, you really just have to find the guys that fit your culture, fit what you want to do. I think Jared Calhoun and his staff did a terrific job adding guys that were winners at previous stops and getting them to bring that winning culture that he's already established at Youngstown State. Outside, you have Green Bay, Oakland, Youngstown, Wright State, one through four right now. Then you have those Milwaukee, you have Milwaukee, Cleveland State, and Fort Wayne with NKU right there as well. Who's a team that's not in the top four that you think is a uh, is a team that could easily win it all when it's all said and done? That's a tough one. I, I mean, in my heart, I still want to believe Milwaukee can do it because I like them so much coming into the season. But again, they're another team. Their defense is just so poor. 328th in defensive efficiency, and their offense is not what it was a season ago. They have D.J. Freeman is a great player, but I think the team overall talent-wise is lacking besides that. Eric Pratt solid, but you're missing a lot of pieces there. For me, I still think Cleveland State could be really good. You have Tristan and Aruna. You have Tay Williams, who I think 
if he was able to shoot the basketball, I think he would have some NBA potential there, but he's just not a shooter, but he's a big-time athlete. You have a lot of size on that Cleveland State team. You have a good guard score in Drew Louder, who's willing to pull up from 28 feet whenever, and he can hit some of them occasionally. Uh, this team has won a lot before. They were in the conference tournament championship last season, I believe, right against Northern Kentucky. But what it comes down to here is Tristan Anaruna is just a big-time, big-game player. He's experienced. He's been in these big moments. I don't think he's going to be afraid of a conference tournament setting again. And Cleveland State is a really talented team. They beat Bradley, a really good Bradley team in the non-conference slate on the road. I think Cleveland State's a really underrated team in this league right now. All right, good stuff. Again, Sean Paul Field is 68, uh, focused, of course, on covering mid-major basketball, giving us some time here to help us dive into some of the top storylines in the Horizon League. So many mid-majors uh, right now, legitimate threats. When you look at, I mean, Selection Sunday, not too far off in the distance, about a month away from that, Sean. Uh, mid-major basketball, you know, they're known for their Cinderella runs come March, but we're getting to the point now where it's not so rare to see Cinderella's uh, mid-majors make runs in this tournament. There's some really good mid-majors out there right now. Oh, no doubt. There's a ton of really good ones and outside of the Horizon League. If you're looking for one, I'm telling you, Indiana State, I've been on them all year. I think they're going to be the one they're able to get in the NCAA tournament that will win a couple games. All right, good stuff. Sean, thank you so much, and I'm sure we'll have you on again here very, very soon. Appreciate your time today. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Leach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League.